you are listening to the Grace and Wrath podcast. This is Mark. Living a truly fulfilling life without Christ is impossible, and choosing to die without Christ is pure insanity. Repentance of sin and belief in the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only way to be saved by God's grace from God's wrath. Welcome back to the Grace and Wrath podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. In this series, we're telling Bible stories in chronological order and adding tips and commentary to help you share the gospel more easily and effectively. Today's story is the call of Samuel. We're in 1 Samuel. Hannah couldn't have children. This tormented her so much that she went to the tabernacle and begged God for a child. She said, Oh Lord, if you'll give me a son, I'll give him back to you and he'll serve you for the rest of his life. Eli, the high priest, noticed that Hannah was moving her mouth, but she wasn't saying anything. He thought she was drunk. Woman, put away your wine. Oh, sir, I'm not drunk. I'm praying to God. Oh, well, uh, go your way. The Lord will answer your prayer. Sure enough, the Lord answered her prayer. In less than a year, she gave birth to a baby boy and named him Samuel, which means God heard me. When the boy was old enough, his mother took him back to the tabernacle and presented him to Eli. She said, I prayed for a child, and the Lord answered me. Now I'll give my son to the Lord, and he'll serve him for the rest of his life. Every year, Hannah came to visit and brought new clothes for Samuel. The priest prayed that God would give Hannah more children. After that, she had three sons and two daughters. Eli gave Samuel work to do in the tabernacle. As he grew physically, He also grew in favor with the Lord and with people. Eli's sons were just the opposite. They were wicked and didn't honor God in any way. Many of their sins were committed in the house of the Lord. Eli talked to them about this, but did nothing about it. One night, while Samuel was sleeping, the Lord called out, Samuel, Samuel. He woke up and ran to where Eli was sleeping. He said, Yes, I'm here. Eli woke up and looked at the boy. I didn't call you, Samuel. Go back to your bed. Samuel went back and lay down. As he was going to sleep, the Lord called him again. Samuel, Samuel. This time he knew he wasn't dreaming. He got up and ran to Eli. Here I am. Eli once again said, Son, I didn't call you. Now go back to sleep. So Samuel went back and lay down. Once again the Lord called to him. Samuel, Samuel. At this point in his life, Samuel didn't know God, and the Lord hadn't talked to him. So the boy did the only thing he knew to do. For the third time, he ran to Eli. I'm here because you called me. This time, Eli realized what was happening. He knew the Lord was calling Samuel. So he said, go back and lie down. If you hear someone calling you again, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Samuel went back to his bed and lay down. The Lord called him once again. Samuel, Samuel. Quietly, Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening. God said, I'm not pleased with how Eli allows his sons to do evil in my house. I'm going to judge him and his sons. Samuel lay back in his bed. In the morning, Eli called to him. Samuel, what did the Lord say to you? The boy was afraid to tell him the message from God. Eli said, Son, don't hide it from me. So Samuel told him everything. Eli said, He's Lord. Let him do what is good in his eyes. The Lord was with Samuel from that day on, and God continued to reveal his words to him. 
Samuel obeyed the Lord, and everything he said came true. All of Israel recognized that he was a prophet of the Lord. Let's read chapter 12 in 1 Samuel chapter 2. Now the sons of Eli were corrupt. They did not know the Lord. Okay, so you're going to be asked at some point in your witnessing a very good question. Something like, uh, what does it mean to know the Lord? How could someone know the Lord the way you do? Well, knowing the Lord is actually the biblical definition of a Christian. Jeremiah 31, 34 reads, No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity, and their sin I will remember no more. So it's because Jesus took our sin upon himself that we can be forgiven. That means instead of being separated from God, which is having no real consciousness of his presence or his reality, we can have fellowship with him. Another thing you might come across is someone saying, well, I used to be a Christian, but I'm an ex-Christian. I'm an atheist now. Well, Ray Comfort, I'm, I'm paraphrasing him here, but he makes the comment, and I totally agree with him, that an ex-Christian can't be an atheist. They're either someone that at one point believed there was God, but now they've, for whatever reason, changed their mind. So therefore, they can't. Atheist means they do not believe that God exists. So at one point, they did believe. So atheist would not be the right term for that. Or they could be someone that thought they knew Jesus. And, and this might be a more, almost more dangerous situation. This is one reason I don't like the sinner's prayer version of witnessing. Uh, you basically get someone emotional and, and have them recite this, this prayer, which in and of itself is not bad. But at the wrong time, if someone's not truly repentant in their heart, they make this confession, make this prayer, and now they believe that they know Jesus. Now they believe that they're saved. But they may, in fact, not be. This would be called a false convert. These people, some may fall away, um, which is probably the more common thing, but some of them will stick around. They like the church thing. They like the church protocol. They they stay in the church. And Ray uses the word as, as goats among the sheep. But they will be sorted out on Judgment Day if they don't actually come to know Jesus. Matthew seven twenty one and 24 reads, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven, many say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Those are the most terrifying words I could ever read in the Bible. I never knew you. Depart from me. I can't imagine hearing those words from my Lord and Savior. False converts don't know the Lord. He never knew them. There was no intimate relationship with them because they were still in their sins. Basically playing the hypocrite. Now, to answer the question, what does it mean to know the Lord? To answer that question directly, Probably the best way to explain it is to say that it is very similar to me knowing my wife. We are best friends. She is forever in my thoughts. 
when we are not in the same room, our different locations don't change the fact that our, of our relationship. I still know her, I love her, and I trust her implicitly. Well, the moment that I repented and put my trust in Jesus, I began a relationship with God that is more real than my relationship with my wife. Though it has the same feelings, it is not contingent upon feelings, but rather on trust, as are all relationships. While I don't see God, I still have a relationship with him, as with the relationship with my wife, even though we are apart. The Bible puts it this way. Without having seen him, you know him, though you do not now see him. You believe in him and exult and thrill with inexpressible and glorious, triumphant, heavenly joy. At the same time, you receive the result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. If you haven't already, I encourage you to heed the Lord's call, turn from your sins, believe the gospel, and receive the gift of salvation that Jesus is offering you right now. If you like what you're hearing, please like and subscribe to the program. And please consider giving us a good review. It really does help. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at Grace and Wrath and on the web at graceandwrath.com. Thanks for listening. This is Mark signing off for now. So ride hard, pray often, and talk about Jesus wherever you go.